welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Epic Knight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And today on the show, we're talking about a property investor survey conducted by independent economist and friend of the show, Tony Alexander. Now, this is fascinating because it is the first survey of property investors that's been conducted that I've seen since the government announced its tax changes. And the thing that made me really excited was it had a very big sample. There were about 3,300 people who responded to the survey. And that means that we can get a gauge on how a property investor is going to respond in regards to these changes. So let's go through this. Now, I'll start. The survey opened by Tony asking everybody, well, do you actually support the aims of government? And what came through pretty clearly was that a lot of property investors agree or approve of what the government is attempting to do. But there is a big disagreement about how the government is actually going about it, what policies they are enacting in order to get these changes pushed through or attempting to get certain outcomes for society. So 80% of property investors said, yes, we do agree with the goal of improving home ownership for young people, first home buyers. 74% of property investors said, yes, we agree with the goal of improving quality of rentals for tenants. And 68%, and this is somewhat surprising, 68% agree, yes, we do agree with trying to get a more sustainable or slower rate of house price increases. We might want there to be some, but we think it should happen at that more manageable rate. It shouldn't be at 22% per year. And yet, even though there was broad agreement around what the outcomes should be or the outcomes that the government should be driving for, 85% of people said, yes, we will be worse off by these changes. And that's why there was in the free form section where anybody could write whatever they wanted about the changes, how they were going to be impacted. There was a lot of very, very strong and emotional arguments against these changes coming in. But what I do want to say is, hey, look, We're not heartless as property investors. Well, 20% of the people are. But again, there could be people responding and saying, well, maybe I'm going to say I don't agree with the outcome because I believe that the government should not concern itself with interfering with the market, which would be understandable as well. Now, what I want to know, though, because this is the most important thing for us as property investors, as a single property investor, you want to know, well, what are the changes that everybody else is going to make or what do they plan to make? Because that helps to inform your strategy. So what are property investors saying they're going to do, Andrew? So first up, rents, and this probably comes as no shock to anyone, 74% of the 3,300 respondents said that they're going to raise rents more than they were previously planning. 29% said they're going to seek higher paying tenants. Which is actually the same sort of thing as well. Absolutely. Others said that they're going to actually bring their rents up to current markets. So often landlords will give a discount for a really good long-standing tenant. So an investor that was in my office today, he's probably $50 under where the market rent could be. And he's quite happy with that because the guy's been there for five years. But all of a sudden, he's having to rethink that whole strategy because he wasn't having to top up the property as it was. He's going to have to, now that we've rejigged the numbers, he's going to have to in the future. So now he's going to have to look at raising that rent or reducing his expenses, which is much harder. 8% 8% said they're going to switch to an Airbnb slash short-term rental. And the general feeling is that rent controls might be introduced. Now, the problem with this is it incentivizes landlords to make sharp early changes to their rent. So rather than wait over the next four years and stagger out those increases, they're going to all of a sudden 
put those rental increases in force now so that if the government does enforce any restrictions to how quickly you can increase your rent, that's locked in. In many cases, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy to talk about rental controls. Absolutely. Because if you say, perhaps we might, as a government, perhaps we might bring in rental controls if the market got out of hand, then that spooks property investors who say, well, I better introduce these rental increases now before these rental controls come in. Then we see spikes in rents to which the government then has to respond and says, right, rental controls are coming in. Whereas perhaps if you had not spooked the market through jawboning and talking about it, perhaps you'd get more of the outcome that you'd wanted. Now, really interesting is that a number of property investors were saying that actually they are going to switch their behaviour. 26% said they are going to spend less on themselves so that they are able to top up the property. So this might be people where they may be in a smaller town where there isn't as much ability to increase rents because you don't have the same pool of tenants. So perhaps the additional tax really is going to fall onto the landlord in those specific cases, potentially. So about a quarter of property investors saying they're going to potentially do that. And 23% said they're going to switch investments. Now, that may mean that they're not going to buy an additional property that they were otherwise going to do. It might mean that instead of renovating a property, I saw there were quite a number of people who were saying, actually, we're not going to renovate our properties anymore because we're going to need to use that cash for other things. Perhaps I'll take that and put that into another investment alternative. But that could also mean that they're switching investments from an existing property into new properties potentially in the future because the economics of property investment has change. What used to be a good investment may not be a good investment anymore. Talk to me about the market participation though, Andrew. This stuff is really interesting. Yeah, 32% said that they would not buy as planned. Almost a third of investors surveyed said, hey look, we're thinking about buying a property and we're not going to anymore, which achieves what the government wanted to do, which was to make the market available for homeowners. And just anecdotal, I spoke to two agents today after the long weekend. We've just had the Easter weekend, this might come out a little bit later. And over the Easter weekend, neither of them had, as far as they knew, an investor through any of their open homes. Really interesting. Very interesting. 25% said that they would sell something. So that means a quarter of the landlords out there who were surveyed said, hey, we're going to move on one or more than one rental property. Some of them might be going to re-enter the market by buying something new. One of the investors that I talked to today, actually it was the guy that I was talking about before, said that you know he might actually look at you know selling one property. The amount of money he can take out of that, he can go and buy three brand new rental properties and still get the benefits as far as we know so far that we had prior to these changes coming in. So that gives him a way better return on investment than continuing to own this one property. And just before I go on to some of the strategic changes that property investors are saying they're going to make, and this is the really interesting stuff because it it gives us a sense of what strategies may or may not make sense. And there's probably a correction to something we'd previously said, which we'll get into. It's important to somewhat take a little bit of this with a grain of salt, because this survey was taken just two weeks after the government's changes were announced. Not all of the detail has been released. And so some of this may be knee-jerk reactions. Of course, if we see 25% of landlords actually sell properties, that would have a significant impact on the market. Perhaps those people are the ones who aren't necessarily professional investors and so might own a lower volume of properties, but that would certainly have enough of an impact in the market in order to significantly impact tenants and, of course, rents as well. 
Now, let's get into some of these strategic changes. I definitely see when I'm reading through the responses that people are actually saying, you know, which gives you a sense of how property investors are really feeling, we will see the rise of a professional investor. One comment that I saw from a landlord was they said, I doubt professional landlords will be deterred by the changes. Many ma and pa friends want to throw in the towel. Now, that's because at ma and pa's, people who might have one or two properties potentially are going to be making a more emotive decision, potentially a bit of a knee-jerk reaction, because maybe you haven't been in the market for as long. Maybe you haven't seen some of these ups and downs that have happened in the past, which a more professional investor who owns maybe five to 10 properties may have seen. And so maybe in the position where they're able to just weather the storm. Similarly, if you're a ma and pa investor, perhaps you're in a more precarious financial position. Maybe you don't have that financial wherewithal to just stay the course and power on through. So I think we will see the rise of professional investors or people seeking advice from professional investors in order to try and build these portfolios. And something else that was really interesting to me is somebody said, I'm now going to change my tact. I'm going to do more flips instead of buying for the long term. So you may still see investors out there in the market buying properties, but rather holding for the long term. Because really, if you are buying and holding, the interest deductibility changes are a tax on holding a rental property. But if you're a professional investor buying and flipping, then your position has not really changed that much because you're not holding for the long term. Your interest costs are relatively low. You're still not going to be able to write them off. But because they're lower, it's not going to affect your position as much. So we may see more buy and flips in the market. And it was interesting, Andrew, as well, while we were reading through the things that property investors were actually saying, there was some real calm as well from some investors. And this was interesting. So here's a quote. It hurts, but at a cost of $5,000 per rental, I'm assuming even small capital gains will offset that and some. And so what this person is saying is, look, it might cost me an extra 5k in tax per year, but if I'm earning 30k per year over the long term in capital gains, then actually still makes sense to me. Yeah, which is really interesting that you are getting a lot of this calm language coming out. I mean, there was an article in the paper I read at the weekend where they quoted- You're not meant to be reading the paper. We tell people <laughs> not know, to read where, where, um, They were saying property investors were, quote unquote, almost hysterical. Oh, I read that uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what are you doing reading it? And there is a lot of people out there panicking at the moment, but there are seasoned investors who are going, oh yeah, another government change. And another one as well, somebody said, they have taken landlords back to where interest rates were 4%, which was not that long ago. If you were able to survive then, you can survive now. Yeah. And I'd absolutely agree with that. One thing I'd just note is that there are more risks. So as interest rates potentially rise in the future, perhaps to 5%, that's where the interest deductibility change is really going to start to bite. But what I want to know, Andrew, is just summarise for us, there were kind of two perspectives when reading through these, what were they? So one of the main ones is just wait until you know the facts. We don't have the legislation yet. I don't think it's a good idea to make decisions in the heat of the moment. And I often say, don't make a short-term decision for a long-term investment and property is a long-term investment. And there will always be changes like this. There'll always be a market factor working for and against you. And you need to be thinking about the long term. And certainly a change like this where we don't know how this is all going to play out yet, it wouldn't be worth going and putting your house on the market now. It would be worth just taking some time and 
rethinking your strategies, seeing if there's something else you can do before you go and make a knee-jerk reaction. One of the quotes was, I think there's been an initial overreaction of the impact. Once people settle down and take stock, I think they'll find a way to make the new normal work. We'll sit back and see what eventuates and then make decisions for the business from there. And interesting, they use the word business, even though we're told as property investors, not a business. And wait until the next election before selling. (laughs) And then what's the other perspective as well? This one was interesting and I wanted to include this. Good job, government. There are lots of property investors who are pro the changes. And I guess, you know, I was thinking before when we were talking about the stats around people wanting to see a slowdown in the house prices increase. I'm part of that camp as well. You know, whilst I want to see slow and steady growth out of the market, I don't want to see extreme growth all of a sudden because that normally is followed by a sharp correction. So slow incremental changes or increases in the market are much better than massive spikes. And some of the quotes there, as an individual, I've been affected by the policy changes. As a country, we will all benefit. And another quote which I laughed at, people were getting far too greedy. It's a great move. And I do think we have got to a point in the market where, prior to these changes, where anyone can just go out there and buy a property that goes up in value. There's no need to actually make consideration when you're buying your investment property. And we're all about education. We're all about buying right. So when the market goes too well, people kind of become accidental landlords and that's the worst one you can be. Or accidental property investment experts. Now, key takeaways from here, first of all, hang on, before making any massive decisions, hang on to see the detail of the legislation that comes in once it actually comes in. Now, you may need to make some decisions, some changes to your investment portfolio at that point, but certainly hang on for the next selection, for rents to potentially rise to correct for the additional costs you're going to see, or potentially for an alternative strategy that could maybe work. And one of the great comments from Tony Alexander when introducing, it was either a previous version of Tony's view or this survey, is he said, this really got me, spoke to my heart in many ways. He says, we all need to remember the unexpected changes that happened after the last big shock to the market, which was COVID. So just over a year ago, we had COVID. We thought the market might go to hell in a handbasket. There were predictions that property prices could drop by 20, 40% in some instances. We need to hang on to see, well, what impact will the changes actually have on the market because it may not be what we all expect as well or it may not be what the doom and gloom merchants sometimes suggest that it might be. Fantastic. Let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you want to learn more about property investment with Andrew and I, why not come along to our next webinar? It's on the 27th of April at 7pm with property investor Ilsa Wolf. We're going to be talking about how to cash flow hack your property portfolio using renovations so that you're able to beat these government tax changes. Now I'm going to drop a link to that in the show notes. So tap or swipe over the cover art. There'll be a link in there. Or just go to opuspartners.co.nz slash webinar. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the news. Until next time.